أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of the series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. A rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon, inshallah, is also posted at this website. You go to podcasts, then words, then the 20th word and scroll down to the relevant section and as that also implies inshallah today we will continue reading the 20th word uh, this is a treatise about how to read how to understand the quran uh, at the it has two stations two sections two main sections we read through the first station inshallah in this episode we will continue with the second station and the second station is about prophetic miracles verses in the Quran that um, relate the stories of prophetic miracles to us and how we can understand those verses in addition to those verses being narrations of historical incidents what else can we learn from them in what other ways do they inspire us so bismillah ikinci makam the second station mucizat-ı enbiya yüzünde parlayan bir lemai icazı kur'an this is uh, ustad nursi's description of the second station a flash of the quran's miraculousness a flash of the quran's miraculousness shining on the face of prophetic miracles Ahirdeki iki sual ve iki cevaba dikkat et. Pay attention to the two questions and answers at the end. Uh, we will not get there in this episode, but eventually, inshallah, we will get there. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Estaizu billah. Ve la raddim ve la yabisin illa fi kitabim mubin. In the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. Nor is there anything fresh or withered that is not written in a clear record. Uh, this is from the sixth chapter of the Quran, the 59th uh, verse. Uh, the full verse would be, could be translated as, as follows. He has, God has, the keys to the unseen. No one knows them but him. He knows all that is in the land and sea. No leaf falls without his knowledge, nor is there a single grain in the darkness of the earth, or anything fresh or withered that is not written in a clear record this is one of the verses that has inspired this uh, treatise it has we have many uh, verses that are being commented upon here Ustad Nursi says 14 sene evvel şimdi 30 seneden geçti 
Şu ayetin bir sırrına dair İşaretül İcaz namındaki tefsirimde Arabiyül ibare bir bahis yazmıştım. Şimdi arzuları bence ehemmiyetli olan iki kardeşim o bahse dair Türkçe olarak bir parça izah istediler. Ben de Cenab-ı Hakk'ın tevfikine itimaden ve Kur'an'ın feyzine istinaden diyorum ki 14 years ago uh, and now later on Üstad Nursi when he uh, revises uh, or reviews uh, the treatise has written now it has exceeded 30 years so the period that has been referred to here is 1916 uh, or so like during 1915-1916 during World War One. 14 years ago I had written a discussion in Arabic on the secret of this verse. The verse being There is nothing fresh or withered or uh, we could also say uh, green or, or dry uh, that we have not written or, or that is not clearly indicated in a clear book. Clear book. This is an important uh, concept that we should keep in mind as a as a uh, term so i had written a discussion in arabic on the secret of this verse in my commentary called isharatul ajaz sign of signs of miraculousness 1915-1916 now two of my brothers whose wishes are important for me ask me for some explanation in turkish on that discussion and so I say with confidence in the enabling grace of the sublime real and relying on the Quran's effusion or I say uh, trusting in the enabling grace of the sublime real and relying on the Quran's effusion and then we will read what he says uh, in Turkish and then uh, English inshallah. Bir kavle göre kitab-ı mübin Kur'an'dan ibarettir. According to one interpretation, one opinion, the clear book is the Quran. Because in the Quran God says kitab mubin. But then we don't have a um, clear evidence, clear demonstration of what it actually exactly means. So it's open to interpretation. One opinion is that the clear book is the Quran. This verse elucidates that everything fresh or withered is in it, in the Quran. Right? There is nothing dry or green, withered or uh, fresh or withered that that we have not written in the uh, that we have not indicated in the uh, clear book. So fresh or withered is an expression that covers everything. That is meant to cover everything, or that is understood to uh, to, to cover everything everything within existence right everything within existence is in the quran the meaning of the indication of so we, we will understand what that means inshallah yaş ve kuru her şey içinde bulunduğunu şu ayeti kerime beyan ediyor öyle mi is that so evet her şey içinde bulunur fakat herkes her şeyi içinde göremez zira muhtelif derecelerde bulunur Bazen çekirdekleri, bazen nüveleri, bazen icmalleri, bazen düsturları, bazen alametleri, ya sarahaten, ya işareten, ya remzen, ya ibhamen, ya ihtar tarzında bulunurlar. Fakat ihtiyaca göre ve maksadı Kur'an'a münasip bir tarzda ve iktizai makam münasebetinde şu tarzların birisiyle ifade ediliyor. Ez cümle. 
So is that so? Is everything in the Quran? Yes, everything is in it, Ustad says. However, and this was the opinion of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam too. Uh, you know, they would say if I lost the the rope of my my uh, camel, you know, I would look for it in the desert, etc. But I would go to Quran to look for it. That, that, that would be some indication about that in the Quran. But what does that mean? You know, I read the Quran from beginning to end several times. I did not see anything about uh, the, the rope of, say, Umar uh, camel. Is it? Is that also in the Quran? Yes, everything is in it. However, everybody cannot see everything in it. So that I didn't see does not mean that it's not in there. It means that I didn't see it. I cannot see it. It is my limitation. For So everybody can cannot see everything in it. For they exist, those indications in the Quran, that those mention, the, the mention of everything in the Quran, exist at dif differing degrees, at different degrees. Sometimes their seeds, sometimes their kernels, sometimes their aggregates, sometimes their precepts, and sometimes their marks exist, either obviously, or by signification, or as a hint, or with an obscure expression, or in the form of a reminder. So it doesn't always say, a is B, right? But say something that if you are smart enough, or if you are, if God inspires you, uh, or if you are able to make the connections between a number of things, if you are able to read it in the context, if you are able to deduce meanings from the subtle uh, differences in the punctuation and so on and so forth, then there is a way for you to reach that meaning sometimes their seeds the seed of that meaning about you know anything out there sometimes they're kernels so what is a seed what's a what's a seed you you i mean take the seed of a let's say uh cherry fruit not the pit the cherry pit take a cherry pit look at the cherry pit what do you see you see a you know, roundish uh, object, small object, it can, you know, be in the middle of your palm, a small thing in the middle of your palm. Do you see a tree in it? No, you don't see a tree in it. But if you have seen a cherry tree before, if you know that this is the seed of a cherry tree, if you know that seeds when planted grow into trees, then in that seed, when you look at that seed, you can see a potential tree, the potential of a tree. So sometimes they are seeds, but in order to understand it, you have to have the knowledge of all those things. The cherry tree, the, that the cherry tree grows from the seed, that what you have in your hand is a cherry seed, etc., etc. Sometimes they are seeds, sometimes they are kernels, sometimes they are aggregates, i.e. Um, you don't see it in detail, but there is a reference to it in the aggregate, in summary form, in abridged form. Sometimes they are precepts. You don't again. You don't see the uh, the individual case, but the precept that applies to these cases is mentioned. The principle, the rule, 
that applies to these cases is mentioned mentioned and sometimes they marks you know, that something that points to it like you see um say the letters sos written somewhere now this is an international sign that most people around the world will know sos means like we need help come help us right so it doesn't say come help us but it signifies in a mark with a mark with a signification that that, that meaning sometimes their marks exist now so the levels of uh, you know how it exists or levels of what exists can change and also the levels of how it exists can also change either obviously or by signification or as a hint or with an obscure expression or in the form of a reminder and or and or and or so there are multiple ways and levels of uh, indication and we don't always understand all of it but you know the meaning is there it is elucidated in one of these forms according to the need so what is elucidated we said at the beginning there is nothing that you know whether withered or fresh that is not in the quran in the clear book and if the interpretation the meaning of the clear book is the quran then that's not in the quran right it is so that meaning that um that information that knowledge about anything out there in in existence is elucidated in one of these forms right kernel seed aggregate precept mark obvious signification hint exp uh, obscure expression reminder etc etc it is elucidated in one of these forms according to the need the need of the addressees right we need as human beings reminders about life after death we need it a lot because that is yeah, that is the one of the let's say one of the most tremendous things that will happen to us in our lives and when i say our lives i don't mean you know our worldly lives our lives in the long run in absolute terms that we know about it and that we prepare accordingly is very important therefore in the quran there will be clear detailed intense reference to the hereafter but then there will be things that are you know less significant less relevant less important to our lives sometimes they are relevant and important to some people not but not to all people so it will be elucidated or it is elucidated in the quran in one of these forms according to the need in a form that suits the quran's objective and when we say the the, the quran's objective obviously we mean uh, god's objective right the quran is god's eternal speech it is god who is saying what he is saying in the quran in a form that suits the quran's objective what is meant to be achieved and in relation to what the station calls for the station i.e the, the context 
what the context calls for and uh, this should be clear from our earlier discussions about let's say um, in the Quran we are not going to find a mention of uh, celestial bodies let's say the Sun and the moon in a way that you would expect from a book of astronomy the you know the Sun is this wide and its radius its circum uh, cir circumference and this heavy uh, these are the elements that exist in it this is how uh, hot the surface is this is how hot the atmosphere is this is how hot the the, the core of it is this is the magnitude of its gravity and the moon is so many miles so many kilometers away from the sun and it is it moves this fast that moves this fast no we are not going to find or we don't expect to find perhaps you know there, there may be indications to all of these too but we will we don't expect to find uh, all of this information so obviously so apparently um, so in so much detail in the Quran no the context of the Quran is that it is the missive the letter the message of the uh, the, the the Lord the Lord of the realms to his slaves us human beings and the jinn uh, whom he created to worship him himself so the point is for us to become better worshipful slaves of God so the information that we will find in the Quran then will directly relate to uh, helping us become more worshipful slaves of God that's the point that is the context that is the objective and the mention of things in the Quran will be will, will be in accordance with that need with that objective with that station with that context for instance now Ustad Nursi will give us uh, an example Beşerin sanat ve fen cihetindeki terakkiyatlarının neticesi olan havarika sanat ve garaibi fen olarak tayyare elektrik şimendifer telgraf gibi şeyler vücuda gelmiş ve beşerin hayatı maddiyesinde en büyük mevkiyi almışlar Elbette umum nevi beşere hitap eden Kur'an-ı Hakim şunları mühmel bırakmaz. Evet, bırakmamış. İki cihetle onlara da işaret etmiştir. Now, things such as airplanes, electricity, trains and telegraph. Now, this, these may sound like, like such mundane things. Like in our age, let's say, let's add uh, the internet or artificial intelligence or and travel to space and you know things like that these are mundane things do they exist in the Quran well there is nothing wet or dry uh, fresh or withered that is that is not in the Quran it's all in the Quran so these will also be in the Quran right things such as airplanes electricity trains and telegraph have come into existence as wonders of artistry and marvels of practical sciences that result from human advancements in the fields of arts and sciences so these are significant things in in uh, the, the the human adventure on this earth on this in this world the, the adventure of uh, the story of humanity in this world right if, if someone were to write the story of humanity 
by emphasizing the most important things these were, would have to be there they have made radical changes in the way we live in the way we think in the way we move they are uh, they have come into existence as wonders of artistry and marvels of practical sciences that result from human advancements in the fields of arts and sciences and they have taken a most significant most great position in the material life of human beings so we are not talking about the metaphysical life yet and there they, they have made changes there too but uh, this is the most obvious most observable thing right they have made significant changes in the material life of human beings of course then Ustad Nursi says the wise Quran which addresses the entire humankind would not leave these neglected it's not going to neglect them as it um, mentioned things that were that appeared to be about like small details in the lives of the companions of the Prophet وسلم, as the revelation was coming you know a a woman comes to the Prophet وسلم, to complain about something and God says you know in the Quran and God heard it God heard she, uh, her as she was complaining to you one old woman there are you know over 8 billion people living on earth today think how many people have lived from the beginning of human existence on earth from Adam السلام, to this day among all of them one old woman now it is not only about one old woman in, in the end from that important precepts are deduced important rulings are deduced important um, meanings are inferred <clears throat> yes but as the Quran as God right did not leave those small aspects of life in the lives of the, the, the companions uh, may God be pleased with all of them out either you know clearly obviously or as a hint or by signification or by obscure expression or by a reminder uh, either in uh, you know the form of seeds or kernels and aggregates etc as it uh, it refers to them provides guidance about them illuminates the situation right it is going to refer to these events that have a significant place in our lives of course the wise Quran which addresses the entire humankind would not leave these neglected it will not neglect them it will it will it will provide us insight and guidance about them too yes it has not left and has pointed to them in two respects so of course we are not talking specifically about airplanes electricity trains and telegraph here occurrences like these events like these they have played significant role in in human experience let's say you know, world war ii it has affected almost everybody in the world over 50 million people have died it has lasted for 
minimum four to five years but in some parts of the world much longer than that right well we can expect a, a reference uh in the quran to be to such an important such a uh and a, a transformative and influential event or airplane you know something that has ch changed our lives drastically electricity try to take electricity out of your lives your computer is out your cell phone is out the light bulb is out the the the electric oven is out the refrigerator is out the dishwasher is out the washing machine is out the out out out out the street light is out cars cannot work cars are out it is very important so the quran will not neglect it the quran has not neglected it and Ustad Nursi says that the Quran points to occurrences in our lives like this in two respects, in two ways. What are they? Birinci cihet, mucizati enbiya suretiyle. The first respect in the form of prophetic miracles. We will come back to this. İkinci kısım şudur ki bazı hadisat-ı tarihiye suretinde işaret eder. Ez cümle. The second part is this. It points to them in the form of some historical incidents, historical events. For example, here Ustad Nursi is uh, citing a verse. Astaghfirullah. billah. Qutila ashabul ukhdud annari dhatil waqud idhum alayha ku'ud فهم على ما يفعلون بالمؤمنين شهود وما نقموا منهم إلا أن يؤمنوا بالله العزيز الحميد. As it points, as the Quran points to the train, with verses verses such as, and this is uh, what we uh, recited, inshallah, in. A, a possible translation is as follows damned were the makers of the trench the makers of the fuel stoked fire they sat down to watch what they were doing to the believers their only grievance against them was their faith in God the mighty the praiseworthy this is uh, Quran chapter 85 verses 4 through 8 and in the commentaries on the Quran, there are different narrations about who these makers of the trench were. But Ustad Nursi says, this points to the train. How? The makers of the fuel-stoked fire. They sat down to watch what they were doing to the believers. And here there's a side note. We should make it even uh, clearer uh, for, for, for us. And the side note reads, Şu cümle işaret ediyor ki Şimendifer'dir. Alemi İslam'ı esaret altına almıştır. Kafirler onunla İslam'ı mağlup etmiştir. This sentence points out that it is the railway. It has captivated the world of Islam. It has captivated the world of Islam. Now it is not it is not only the railway but the railway has played a very important role in the colonization of the world by European colonizers in the um, late 19th, early 20th centuries. And the 
lands where Muslims lived were not spared from this. This sentence points out that it is the railway. It has captivated the world of Islam. The disbelievers have defeated Islam with it. They have used the, the railway, the train, right? Uh, the, the train to defeat Muslims. Why? How? They were able to move troops from one place to another very fast. And add to this the telegraph, they were able to learn about things uh, in different places very fast. They were able to move their cannons, they were able to move their uh, machine guns with their trains, etc. etc. So it played a very important role in the uh, subjugation, colonization, subordination, captivation of Muslims. So the the verse we read does not say, you know, with the with the train, uh, disbelievers captivated Muslims, and then blah blah blah. No, it says damned were the makers of the trench. So makers of the trench then here corresponds to uh, or points to uh, colonizers at our age. Now, were there makers of the trench in the past? Yes, there were makers of the trench in the past. And perhaps at the time of the Prophet wasallam, the companions and Arabs in the area all understood what this meant. Perhaps they they did this, this, this had a reference point in their minds. But is the meaning specific, particular, uh, limited to that? No. The meaning can be much wider. It's an address to humanity. It's an eternal address. Damned were the makers of the trench, the makers of the fuel-stalked fire. They, why fuel-stalked fire? Of course, these, these are um, steam-powered railways. Their engines worked uh, by burning coal. They sat down to watch what they were doing to the believers. Their only grievance against them was their faith in God, the mighty, the praiseworthy. SubhanAllah. This kind of knowledge is you know, inspired. Uh, and one, in order to, to receive that inspiration, one has to be really one and the same with the Quran. One has to be really intimate with the Quran. And that was Ustad Nursi's um, perhaps most important uh, advantage or accomplishments, such intimacy with, with the Quran. Keza, and likewise, and we have another verse here. Astaghfirullah. Fi fulkil mashhoon ma khalaqna lahum min mithlihi ma yarkaboon. And likewise, another sign for them is that, this is the uh, possible translation of the verse, another sign for them is that we carried their seed in the laden ark, and we have made similar things for them to ride in. This is chapter 36, verse 41, 42. That is uh, Surah Al-Yasin, one of the most famous most read chapters of the Quran and the context of this would be if uh, you know I may try to perhaps uh, recite some other verses to provide the context not recite but read the interpretation translation of some other verses uh, for the context the verse 30 starts as follows uh, 
Alas for human beings. Whenever a messenger comes to them, they ridicule him. Do they not see how many generations we have destroyed before them, none of whom will ever come back to them? Yet all of them will be brought before us. And then God says in the Quran, There is a sign for them in the lifeless earth. We give it life and we produce grain from it for them to eat. And then he, God enumerates other signs. And then we come to verse 41 and he says, Another sign for them is that we carry their seed in the laden ark and we have made similar things for them to ride in. That is, ships, right? Uh, this may be a reference to the incident of Nuh, Noah alayhis, uh, at the time of the deluge or the, the, the flood. Uh, God inspired him to make a ship, right? So in these verses, God says, Another sign for them is that we carried their seed in the laden ark and we have made similar things for them to ride in. Other things to ride in, other vehicles. So Ustad Nursi says that this too points to the train. And it can point to the ship, it can point to the airplane. All of them are included. Vehicles, other vehicles to ride in. It is not obvious, it is not uh, spelled out. But there is a there is an indication there there is a signification there is a reference right and then we have another verse Stay Billah Allahu nuru samawati wal ardi mathalu nurihi kamishkatin fiha misbahun al misbahu fi zujaja المصباح في زجاجة الزجاجة كأنها كوكب دري يقد من شجرة يقد من شجرة مباركة زيتونة لا شرقية ولا غربية يكاد زيتها يضيء ولو لم تمسسه نار نورنا على نور يهدي الله لنوره من يشاء فيضرب الله الأمثال للناس والله بكل شيء عليم. So the verse and it, an interpretation of the verse uh, that we read might be as follows: the verse. God is the light of the heavens and earth. His light is like this. There is a niche, and in it a lamp. The lamp inside a glass. A glass like a glittering star, fueled from a blessed olive tree from neither east nor west, whose oil almost gives light even when no fire touches it. Light upon light. God guides whoever he will to his light. God draws such comparisons for people. God has full knowledge of everything. So this is uh, chapter 24, verse 35. So the verse, this verse, hints to electricity in addition to pointing to many lights and secrets. Right? So in the Quran, God is not going to say, there will come a time, you know, about 1300 years from now, 
people will invent something called electricity and they are going to uh, invent light bulbs that will burn electricity and turn the energy of electricity into light no this would be incomprehensible confusing for the the people of the say 10th century or this 7th century or the 8th century god is not going to say that but god says this and when we read the verse like light without fire for instance we see oh there is an indication here there's an indication of electricity in this and here we have another uh, side note Ustad Nursi says the sentence in the verse whose oil almost gives light even when no fire touches it light upon light illuminates that hint right sheds light on that hint now şu ikinci kısım hem çok zatlar onlarla uğraştığından hem çok dikkat ve izaha muhtaç olduğundan ve hem çok olduğundan şimdilik şimendifer ve elektriğe işaret eden şu ayetlerle iktifa edip o kapıyı açmayacağım. Now remember, uh, Üstad Nursi said at the beginning that uh, in the Quran there are indications about, there is the knowledge of uh, important events in human history, in human experience, whether they happened before the revelation of the Quran or after the revelation of the Quran. And these exist in the Quran, he said, in two forms, or the Quran points to them in two forms, in two respects. The first was in the form of prophetic miracles, and the second was it points to them in the form of some historical events. Historical events, i.e., the invention of electricity and there is something in the quran that points to the invention of electricity light without uh, fire right or uh, a reference to the train the makers of the fuel stoked fire they sat down to to watch what they were doing to the believers right or the the uh, verse Another sign for them is that we carried their seed in the laden ark and we have made similar things for them to ride in. Vehicles. We have made similar uh, vehicles for them. Big vehicles that can carry lots of people all at the same time. Now think of this at, in the um, you know, 7th century when the verse was revealed. People know ships they you know float on water in the sea and they can carry lots of people let's say 70 people 80 people 100 people but what other vehicle is there out there that can carry so many people they probably did not think that the um you know point of resemblance similarity would be the carrying lots of people but rather just carrying people perhaps they saw you know horse driven carts and and thought that you know this is similar but now we can say, well, like ships floating on the sea, airplanes can carry lots of people, trains can carry lots of people. Perhaps there will come a day when you know lots of people will be carried to space to move to the moon, and we will then say, well, there is a reference to this too, right? So there are references like this to historical incidents, and this this is the second part, the second type of references that Nursi identified in the quran now he says with regard to the second part since many people already occupy themselves with these and you can find lots of examples of this out there in the literature 
since it is in need of much careful attention and explanation, and since they are numerous, for now, I will limit myself to these verses that point to uh, the train and the electricity and will not open that door. I, I, I will not you know, go through that door uh, further. I'm not going to bring uh, more examples. And these examples sometimes can also include uh, you know, calculations of abjad. Each Arabic letter has a numerical uh, correspondence. It corresponds to a number and then you count the uh, total of the numbers in that verse and oftentimes it you know corresponds to the around the dates that this thing was invented and so on and so forth so we, we can find such indications too but Ustad Nur says I'm not going to go into detail about this uh, at, the, at, the, at, uh, at the time being instead he moves on to a larger discussion of the first type i.e. prophetic miracles birinci kısım ise mucizat-ı enbiya suretinde işaret ediyor biz dahi o kısımdan bazı numuneleri misal olarak zikredeceğiz. As for the first part, it points out to them in the form of prophetic miracles. We too will mention some samples from that part as example. And in mentioning this, we will also learn about method uh, of how we can approach to these prophetic miracles. What can we learn from them in addition to God breaking the norm for these prophets, these events happening historically in, in times past, etc. etc. What else can we learn from them? And he precedes uh, that discussion with an introduction. So, introduction. İşte Kur'an-ı Hakim, enbiyaları insanın cemaatlerine terakkiyat-ı maneviye cihetinde birer piştar ve imam gönderdiği gibi, yine insanların terakkiyat-ı maddiye suretinde dahi, o enbiyanın her birisinin eline bazı harikalar verip yine o insanlara birer ustabaşı ve üstad etmiştir. Onlara mutlak olarak ittiba'a emrediyor. So, as the wise Quran sends prophets each as a pioneer and leader to human communities with regard to metaphysical advancement, right? it's thanks to the prophets that we learned uh, about our Lord. Maybe depending on uh, you know the opinion that the the scholars have different opinions about this but depending uh, maybe not the existence of our lord but about our lord about prophets angels the hereafter and so on and so forth about all of these things and about our preparation for life after that we depend on prophets for that so as the wise quran sense or as the wise quran explains to us that they are sent for. Right? Stad Nursi here uh, use, uses a, a language that we should not understand literally. It is not the Quran that is sending. It is God who is sending and it is God who is uh, speaking to us in the Quran. Therefore, he uses the, the wise Quran sense as, as it explains to us that this is the uh, case. Right? As the wise Quran sends prophets each as a pioneer and leader to human communities with regard to metaphysical advancement, it also gives some wonders in the form of material advancement of human beings to the hands of each one of those prophets and makes them each a master artisan and mentor to humans. It commands following them in absolute terms, not only in metaphysical terms, but even in 
material terms in absolute terms even the material advancement that we uh, have experienced as human beings then is is is thanks to god sending us messengers and showing us the way how to handle iron how to make ship how to uh, weave fabric how to make glass how to this how to that right in these two there is divine intervention there is divine solicitude there is divine mercy and assistance to human beings işte enbiyaların manevi kemalatını bahsetmekle insanları onlardan istifadeye teşvik ettiği gibi mucizatlarından bahis dahi onların nazirelerine yetişmeye ve taklitlerini yapmaya bir teşviki işmam ediyor. So as it encourages the Quran encourages human beings to benefit from the prophets by mentioning their metaphysical perfections the mention of their miracles suggests an encouragement to rising to the replication or reaching to the level of the replication of their examples and imitating them. Hatta denilebilir ki manevi kemalat gibi maddi kemalatı ve harikaları dahi en evvel mucize eli nev'i beşere hediye etmiştir. It can even be said that like metaphysical perfections it gifts material perfections and wonders to the humankind the quran or god gifts material perfections and wonders to the humankind in the hands of miracles first and as a side note this also undermines the false human assumption and arrogance that we have progressed in this world Know, progress as a an achievement of human intellect and genius and endeavor and effort and so on and so forth if that assumption is disconnected from God then it leads to pride it leads to arrogance it leads to uh, really detrimental philosophical understandings understandings of history human experience and reality and uh, that would and that that would devolve to uh, you know 19th century positivism and materialism and progressivism and so on and so forth by reading the prophetic miracles in this way we also understand that this is not from us this is not from the human being there is nothing that deserves pride and arrogance and so on and so forth we cannot cre- take credit for it now we would not be able to take credit for it even if it were not uh, given through prophets because within the realm of causes and effects within the realm of wisdom too everything depends and and and god is the source of all good but this adds another layer to it that that might be too difficult to comprehend for all human minds it requires a uh, you know deeper understanding of what causes what effect is etc etc how things work in the realm of wisdom and how that is a manifestation of the uh, the, uh, the the realm of power or how the realm of dominion is a manifestation of the realm of 
uh, domination and the realm of domination is a manifestation of uh, the realm of power etc etc so that may be too uh, sophisticated for all human minds to understand but we don't even need to go there because we do not do it we have not done it as a humanity we have not done it we have not um, accomplished all these path-breaking revolutionary uh, discoveries and inventions in history within the realm of causes and effects either there is direct divine intervention uh, through inspiration and revelation to prophets and perhaps you know, saints of God too in there too it can even be said that like metaphysical perfections God gifts or uh, Quran explains this as a gift right gifts material perfections and wonders to the humankind in the hands of miracles first it was a miracle that God taught his prophets let's say to how to uh, to uh, extract iron from rocks and soil or earth how to melt it how to make it into things to Dawud it was a miracle that God taught his prophets one of his prophets Nuh how to make ships how to make it float it was a miracle given to prophets السلام, and then perhaps there are smaller inventions smaller uh, still path breaking but smaller advancements in human history that were inspirations so it is not up to us to, to you know claim credit for any of these they were given to somebody first at some point in history işte Hazreti Nuh'un aleyhisselam bir mucizesi olan sefine ve Hazreti Yusuf'un aleyhisselam bir mucizesi olan saati en evvel beşere hediye eden destin mucizedir bu hakikate latif bir işarettir ki sanatkarların ekseri her bir sanatta birer peygamberi pir ittihaz ediyor mesela gemiciler Hazreti Nuh'u aleyhisselam saatçiler Hazreti Yusuf'u aleyhisselam terziler Hazreti İdris'i aleyhisselam hence what has gifted the ship which is a miracle of Hazreti Nuh aleyhisselam Seyyidina Nuh aleyhisselam and the clock which is a miracle of Hazreti Yusuf Joseph aleyhisselam to human beings first is the hand of miracles there is a subtle sign um, subtle indication to this to this truth in that most artisans consider a prophet as their patrons uh, patron in in each craft so if you you know were to look at the history of guilds for instance you know copper makers and ironsmiths and uh, goldsmiths and carpenters and tailors and etc etc they would each have a a patron and in most cases these patrons would be from among prophets for example Hazrat Nuh aleyhisselam for sailors or shipmakers Hazrat Yusuf Joseph aleyhisselam for clockmakers and Hazrat Idris aleyhisselam for tailors we learn these uh, 
historical incidents from the Quran and from the also from the narrations of uh, the prophetic traditions that you know this prophet did this and that and then based on that we understand we learn that the human being who has started this craft who has started the art of uh, woodworking who has started this craft is such and such prophet for you know carpentry for instance then that prophet is considered the patron of the craftsman of that craft evet madem kur'anın her bir ayeti çok vücuhu iş irşadi ve müteaddit cihatı hidayeti olduğunu ehli tahkik ve ilmi velaat ittifak etmişler öyle ise kur'an mucizil beyanın en parlak ayetleri olan mucizat enbiya ayetleri birer hikayeyi tarihiye olarak değil belki onlar çok maniyi mani irşadiyeyi tazamun ediyorlar evet mucizat enbiyayı zikretmesiyle fen ve sanatı beşeriyenin nihayet hududunu çiziyor en ileri gayatına parmak basıyor en nihayet hedeflerini tayin ediyor beşerin arkasına desti teşviki vurup o gayeye sevk ediyor zamanı mazi zaman müstakbel tohumlarının mahseni ve şuunatının aynesi olduğu gibi müstakbel dahi mazinin tarlası ve ahvalinin aynesidir şimdi misal olarak o çok vasi menbaadan yalnız birkaç numunelerini beyan edeceğiz yes since the people of verification or people who have you know examined uh, these things investigated these things with a uh, clear investigative critical mind and verified the the the, uh, the data that's out there since the people of verification and the science of eloquence have agreed that each verse of the Quran has many aspects of rightful guidance and numerous aspects of guidance in that case the verses of prophetic miracles which are the most brilliant verses of the Quran of miraculous exposition do not come each simply as a historical story but entail many meanings with rightful guidance now here we also need to emphasize that uh, we are not talking about um, reading the Quran as a symbolic text only that there is an indication to us about uh, Nuh being the first person to make ship and deserving to be the patron of uh, sailors and shipmakers that there is an indication to us that we are not in a position to claim credit about these but these are from God's solicitude and therefore we should be taking our positions before our Lord accordingly and so on and so forth these do not mean that the um, the incident of the ark did not take place that this is just a story that is narrated in the Quran for its symbolic uh, implications without any reality to it no we, we, th th that's not the case we don't need to go there and we should not be going there that is not what we are talking about we are not denying that these happened they happened and they happened in miraculous ways and that this incident also serves 
the purpose of informing us, inspiring us, guiding us in the ways that we are talking about is additional benefit. God is capable of disposing things in such a way that what happens in the past serves as a, a, a story with a moral uh, for people who come in the future. What happens at the time of Moses salam, with Moses salam and the Israelites, the children of Israel, happens as a historical event, is, an, is a human experience, and the story of that experience also serves for um, edifying human beings later on in the 7th century, 8th century and on. This is perfectly within the realm of possibility, with perfectly within the uh, within God's power, and that is how it happened. We do not need to deny the the reality of any of these events in order to also be inspired in these additional ways from their narrations. Yes, since the people of verification and the science of eloquence have agreed that each of uh, each verse of the Quran has many aspects of rightful guidance, many meanings, and numerous aspects of guidance. In that case, the verses of prophetic miracles, which are the most brilliant verses of the Quran of miraculous exposition, do not come each simply as a historical story, but entail many meanings with rightful guidance. There is a lot to be learned from them, aside from you know, listening to these stories learning about what happened historically yes by mentioning prophetic miracles it is the quran is delineating the furthest boundaries of human practical sciences and arts where can you go furthest with um with the use of energy and so far based on what we read there's a reference to electricity Maybe there's a reference to, you know, uh, f further than that. But we know that there's a reference to electricity. So if you lived in the 10th century and if you understood the deeper meaning uh, inspirations of, of this verse, uh, the, the verse of Nur, the verse of light that we just uh, recited, you could then work to invent that. You could try to find a light that uh, that emanates something that emanates light without fire you could work for that you could you could consider that as your um a, a, a, a, as your project as your target as your mission and that's what you start to say here too by mentioning prophetic miracles it the quran is delineating the furthest boundaries of human practical sciences and arts. It puts its finger on their furthest purposes. It's, it points to, right, to their uh, furthest purposes. The furthest purposes of our like practical sciences and arts and crafts and engineering and so on and so forth. It designates their ultimate missions. It strikes the backs of human beings with the hand of encouragement. And drives them to that purpose like imagine a um, beast of burden for instance you are 
you have mounted your horse and you are driving your horse in some direction you you know tap the horse in one direction and the horse understands from then and goes that way it strikes or taps the backs of human beings with the hand of encouragement and drives them to that purpose as the past is a storehouse of the seeds of the future and a mirror of its conducts the future is the cultivating field of the past and the mirror of its states you know god is above time he is seeing the past and the present and the future all at once he's above and beyond time and he has placed the seeds of what is to happen in let's say the 19th century in let's say the fourth four thousand bc something happens in 4000 bc he disposes things in such a way that that happens and then the knowledge of the information the story of that serves as indication for something that will happen 6000 years after this is perfectly possible because it is god who is disposing everything at all times and he is above and beyond time now we will elucidate only a few samples of uh, that most expensive font or a few samples from that most expensive vast font fountain that is the quran mesela hazreti suleyman aleyhisselam'ın bir mucizesi olarak teshir havayı beyan eden astaizu billah وَلِسْسُلَيْمَانَ الرِّيحَ غُدُوهَا شَهْرٌ وَرَوَاحُهَا شَهْرًا Ayeti, Hz. Süleyman bir günde havada tayaran ile iki aylık bir mesafeyi kat etmiştir der. For instance, the verse of And we subjugated the wind for Solomon, Süleyman aleyhisselam. Its outward journey took a month. And its return journey likewise this is quran 30 uh, chapter 34 verse 12 which elucidates the subjugation of air as a miracle of hazrat uh, suleyman so this verse says hazrat suleyman has covered a distance of two months in one day by flying in the air right god subjugated the the wind to Suleyman Aleyhisselam and he mounted the wind and traveled to a distance of two months that is a distance that would take two months to go by you know camel or horse or perhaps by walking in a uh, in a day and then the return in another day or perhaps even less than that Hazreti Suleyman Aleyhisselam has covered a distance of two months in one day by flying in the air işte bunda işaret ediyor ki beşere yola çıktır ki havada böyle bir mesafeyi kat etsin. Öyleyse ey beşer madem sana yola çıktır bu mertebeye yetiş ve yanaş. So it points out in this the road is open for the human beings to cover such a distance in the air. In that case all the human being since the road is open for you reach this level and come close to it. You will not be able to exceed it because that shows the furthest limit. 
furthest, furthest boundary but try to come close to it Suleyman mounted the wind what do planes, airplanes mount? they mount the air subhanallah there is an indication there is a sign in the Quran to airplanes and it is not this, this does not have to be thought and understood retroactively only you know it, it is not only to, for us to say oh subhanallah there was a reference to airplanes in the Quran and see this is the airplane I mean that's true that's nice but this is also pointing to where we should we be aiming for what is the furthest if we recited read this verse in the say 13th century and understood its uh, the, the the depth of its meanings we could be and we should have been in a position to try to figure out a way to to mount air and travel long distances in short periods of time Cenab-ı Hak şu ayetin lisanıyla manen diyor Ey insan bir abdim hevai nefsini terk ettiği için havaya bindirdim Siz de nefsin tembelliğini bırakıp bazı kavanini adetimden güzelce istifade etseniz siz de binebilirsiniz In the tongue of this verse the sublime real says Oh the human being I mounted one of my slaves on air because he abandoned the vain desires of his lower soul as a miracle if you too leave the lower soul's laziness and nicely benefit from the laws of my custom you too can mount on it or mount it now the laws of my custom the things that we uh, mistakenly and unfortunately in a way that suggests actually polytheism and disbelief and ascribing partners to God the things that we sometimes call mistakenly laws of nature like gravity preservation of energy and so on and so forth right all of these things are not laws that exist in and of themselves as part and property of nature but rather they are God doing things in a pattern way in a regular way uh, God willing things into existence in a patterned regular way as part of the order that he created in this realm so they are from God they are God's customs he has the power to um, abrogate those laws but he says that he is not going to change his customs this is the order in which he created the world and he is going to preserve it and he preserves it and miracles are when he breaks those laws when he breaks the norms in the realm of power when all of this uh, all this arena that is laid out for trial examination is 
um, rolled up and put aside and the the realm of power is open before us it is open but it's open before us it's exposed to us we find ourselves uh, there this will not be the case we will see everything coming directly uh, without the veils of causes and effects from God and here too everything is coming directly from God but our vision of them is fettered by the veil of causes and effects so these are God's customs and therefore if we are not lazy we study and understand God's customs the way he mounted one of his slaves Suleiman on air because Suleiman abandoned the vain desires of his lower soul and this is a metaphysical reference right but we said the prophets provide examples in the material world too if we leave the lower soul's laziness and nicely benefit from nicely harness the laws of God's customs we too can mount air God knows what other things can we do okay we will end here in the rest of this um, second station inshallah we will have more examples of such uh, such indications of what can be done what has been done uh, what the Quran points to as a furthest reach uh, reach of our ability to harness God's the the patterns in the in the created realm which are customs of uh, God divine customs Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha as-salawat